Did you know that the Assassin's Creed universe is being developed into a TV series with a streaming giant, Netflix? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 176. My name's Gareth Bryan. I'm going to be your host, and on my virtual left is Mr. James Burks. How are you doing, James? Hello there. Not too bad, thank you. How are you? Good. I feel like I haven't seen you for a while. No, you still haven't seen me. Oh, damn. We're miles apart. We are. <laughs> one day, my friend. Sp- spiritually and locationally. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, my, on my virtual right. Is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. It's it's almost been a week, a year since I last saw you, and I need a fix soon. Oh, yeah, good. There you go. And on my virtual opposite, who won't want to see me ever again, is Mr. Paul Wrench. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing very well, thank you, Gareth. And you're absolutely right. You suck. <laughs> um, today we're not going to we're not going to be doing how we're not going to be concerned about what people are doing, how their week's been, what games they've been playing. Yeah, it's just because you've told us you don't care. I do care. I do really care. But there's a lot going on. We've got a lot going on today. We're going to do a big Gamescom. Um, our highlights. We're going to go through the the games that were announced on the opening night, and then we're going to talk about. Um, our predictions, maybe for 2.24 on Xbox Game First, and then we're going to do hear from the interview we did with a Kentucky Route Zero co-creator. Shall we start? Let's talk about Gamescom first of all. What do we think about the opening night? Was it a good one, first of all, without spoiling anything? James, did you think it was a good presentation? Um, I'm not sure. Ooh. I wouldn't say it was terrible, but yeah, I, I, I thought it wasn't memorable. I mean, you're talking about highlights... I'm wondering how long this will take us <laughs> talking about highlights. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm really convinced. Okay. Paul, you're a bit more upbeat than this. Obviously, I'm always upbeat, Gareth. You know me. Um, yeah, I thought it was quite good. I enjoyed it, watching it. Um, it was good to see Jeff, you know, doing his doing his, doing the do again, as he does. Yeah. Um, there were a few sort of misses. Um, but, yeah, overall, I thought it was quite a good show. And, Richard, what about you? Yeah, it was pretty good. I think it, it tempered expectations beforehand, saying it's going to be more updates as opposed to world world premieres and stuff like that. So, um, but it was nice to get an update on on certain games anyway. Mm. So it wasn't wasn't too bad, no. And of course, Gamescom's going on a week, so there's lots of more updated things. Like we know today that wasn't in the in the showcase Stalker um, two. There's more stuff on that and a few other games. So maybe we can have a little chat about that at the end. But let's go in. I've got a list. We're going to go through like we always do. We've just got to go through kind of like from the beginning and maybe I'll miss a couple of things out and shout if I've missed something you're interested in out, you three. Um, you, you always miss out the games I'm interested in. Oh, yeah, because they're normally yeah. terrible. Um, let's talk about... Um, <laughs> um, Not enough walking about in them for you. No, exactly. We had a nice little beginning, didn't we? A Starfield music piece live on the piano. And then we had a live action... Um, um, trailer for the Starfield. I mean, we're going to be doing a Starfield special next week, so we won't talk much about that. Um, 
But were you all, were you all excited about? We're not going to talk to Richard. But were you all you two excited about Starfield? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> you two? Did it get your heart hearts racing, James? Uh, no, no, I already was. I'm still mm. excited for Starfield. But I mean, I didn't I didn't really care for the trailer. I mean, it's live action tells me nothing. It was yeah. a waste of time. Um, the music was nice though. Music was very, very nice. Uh, yeah. well played. Like a bit of uh, live music. The, uh, the artist. Yeah. But yeah, I'm still excited. Regardless, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Paul, you saying? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't overly blown away by the music. I mean, I'm sure it's all lovely and the guy is uh, going home feeling good about himself. But yeah, it's not really what I wanted to see. I wanted to see more of the actual game. Um, but yeah, I mean, the live action thing was nice enough, but yeah, I wanted to see more. And I think at the Gamescom, there's been, we had that later on, they've, they've got a cinema they built, like a 300 seat cinema, and people are seeing, um, I think maybe the opening of the game, is that right? But they're not, there's no people, people are not having hands on, are they? It's just, it's, you're just watching it in the, in the festival, which had a bit of criticism. Yeah, I understand that that's the case. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this later on. I won't say why, but we'll talk about it later on. Uh, <laughs> let's just talk about, um, there was a protester quite early on <laughs> who came on. I, Paul, what are you thinking yeah. about that? Well, I was just, I was kind of stood there going, what, what are you talking, Bill Clinton wants to play GTA 6. I'm, I'm fairly sure that he doesn't. Well, he might be a big fan, but yeah, you can't see it, can you? Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a bit of an odd um, thing. I mean, Jeff handled it quite well. I thought. I mean, didn't haul off and punch the guy in the face, which I'd like to have seen. But I yeah, apart like from that, that, that would have been good. When it a massive rook mm. on the stage, it was. I reckon, I reckon Jeff can handle himself as well. You know, I think that, but he did say mm. Jeff, which I liked. So disappointing. So disappointed, mm-hmm. <laughs> which made me laugh a lot. It's not uh, angry, it's just disappointed. It's not, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's, it's proper head teacher vibes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a gag, isn't it? It's a gag. So is it a running gag, this thing they do? Did that, because that kid was on there for Elden Ring last year, wasn't he? And he mentioned Bill Clinton then. Right. So this, I think this this other guy's come up and sort of seen that Bill Clinton's the, the guy to get you on stage and get a... <laughs> Jeff Jeff's events basically, so he's just run on and said it? that. Yeah, because he, yeah, because because yeah. he foolishly invites members of the public and then doesn't have any security. Right. But yeah, the public are idiots. We know that. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I imagine absolutely. that changing for the game awards now as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's talk about the first kind of. There's a reveal actually. We didn't expect this one coming. The first one is uh, Little Nightmare Three is coming. In 2024, um, I'm a big Little Nightmares fan. Anyone here play them? James, I don't know if you've played them, have you? I like the idea of it. Mm. It's too much for me. It is very scary. Paul, have you played it? Um, I've played a bit of the first one, and I didn't really get on with it. Um, So I didn't bother with the second one. And the third one failed to excite me. Oh. Well, Vanille loves them, and I like them as well a lot. It is is co-op this time, which is really good. Really good play. Mm. Um, Neil, um, Richard, do you, you play Little Nightmares? I can't remember. I haven't, but to see that this one's been handled by uh, Supermassive Games has got me very interested. 
Um, it's on my it's on my hard drive. I just need to get around to it, but I'll hopefully do that now. Do it. It's great. I love both those games. Very scary though. It's quite scary. Um, yeah. So that's in co-op. Um, there's something about podcasts. We're going to play that. Don't want any rival podcast stuff on here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are, there are no other Xbox podcasts, are there? Yeah, no, there isn't. Never. Um, let's talk about the um, we, the game we knew was going to be showcased, which is the Black Myth. What's the full title for this game? Black Myth Wukong. Good. Paul, you're very excited about this. Hey, I'm very excited about this. As soon as it said, um, you know, it's based on the Journey to the West, the Monkey Legend. Yeah, I was all over that. Um, I think it looks fantastic. It's got a very good kind of... Um, it's almost like that Wo Long game that was out a little while ago. Mm. It's got that kind of feel to it. Um, Chinese mythology. It's got, you know, you, it looks like you're playing as the Monkey King himself. Um, so, yeah, I'm uh, all on board for that. And uh, I'll put my name down for the review right now. <laughs> it's clearly going to be too much for you, Gareth. I'm definitely so, uh, that, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm saying now it's, that, it's not for me um, I really like it looks beautiful it looks great doesn't it James it looks lovely world it does and I think the headless man playing the banjo was the celebration <laughs> I'm fairly sure well, it wasn't a banjo but you know we'll we'll let that one slide <laughs> yeah I, I don't know the technical term everyone knows it's a banjo yeah, no, yeah. Not, not a banjo I think is the technical term mate. <laughs> <laughs> um there's a lot of games coming, isn't there, Richard? We've got a lot of games coming soon. We'll keep saying this. Yeah, it's it's quite a good thing that this one almost stands out a bit as well, mm. um, because as as Jeff kept saying, like October's chock a block, which means that stuff's getting pushed back into the early 2024. Um, whenever this one releases, though, I think it's going to do fairly well. Because it looks brilliant. With, is it 2024? They said summer 2024. They said originally, so I don't know if that's changed. But they didn't mention anything for this now. But that was what they said no. a couple of six months ago. Um, but it does look, yeah. It does, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's like we're seeing all the all the kind of ungen, um, Unreal Engine five stuff. Um, isn't it's kind of like in a lot of these trailers it's like it feels like someone i think someone said it's like the taps turned on i think one of the developers now you're just going to get these loads of these games coming through now after the delays um yeah that looks good killing floor three i don't know what they said i don't know anything about the killing floor franchise anyone help me with this never played any of them what? it looked interesting in a doom kind of way mm. i thought it was a new doom game when i was watching the trailer yeah. Um, but yeah, I couldn't tell you anything about the franchise. I mean, obviously, you're the shooter guy, Gareth. I, I thought you'd know all about yeah, it. Yeah, I do. I am. I don't know anything about this. It didn't. None of it interested me at all. But it, it's people are very happy about this. Apparently, um, there's the thing. It's got three games in the series. Yeah, the only one that gave you three games is good. Like another game that we'll talk about later. <laughs> it's its third uh, iteration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good. Uh, Killing Hall 3. We don't know when that's coming out. I don't, don't think it was the date was there for that one. No, there's not. There's, that's yeah. definitely not now. Now we've all sat there in silence. But a game we did know that was coming out straight away was uh, a game that we talked about, I think, last week, wasn't it? Is yeah. Age of Empires 4. We said last week on the podcast, what's happened to that? And would you believe it? The Age of Empires 4 is out now on Game Pass and the big reveal 
the Xbox Series X S version. Um, have you all downloaded it, Richard? Have you downloaded it? Uh, no, no. Um, I'm I'm happy that it's that it's here, but to be honest, Age of Empires Two is is the one for me. So the fact that I, I would probably still play that over any other Age of Empires. So um, it's good that it's on there, but I'm not as interested in this one as I was when two came out at the start of this year. Oh. Well, Paul hates this series. Uh, what about you? I, I'm, I'm not. I, I just don't get excited. I love strategy games, usually. I just don't get excited by Age of Empires. I mean, maybe it's just listening to Dobbo and Darren rattle on about <laughs> Age of Empires 2. It's just put me off the entire series. But, uh, you know, on Game Pass, it's got to be worth a try, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And James, I can finally watch my catapult videos that I've been going on about. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Uh, then we had a big big fan um, big James James loves this man uh, Zack Snyder he was here he turned up um, for a trailer for his new um, film on Netflix oh Uh, you mean the cringiest part of the whole show (laughs) I don't know about that but yeah it's one of the ones it was yeah yeah I've got to agree with him it was pretty cringy I just sat there watching him thinking what why are you here what? He came out to mow the floors, and then credit the crowd to deadly silence. <laughs> it was so awkward. Mm-hmm. And then the, you really guys moved. That's the thing, though. It's like, you guys are insane, and they're all sat there looking at him like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. He he just looked, felt a little bit awkward though himself. I think because mm. um, yeah. I watched uh, him being interviewed by a IGN yesterday the day after opening night live and he was there with his wife talking about rebel moon and how it was originally a star wars story and even then when there wasn't a crowd there he just looked very awkward which is, is not the zack schneider that i had in my head at all mm. yeah. he's gone through a terrible tragedy as well in their family and stuff yeah so it's yeah um but he's I mean, the Rebel Moon looked good. I mean, the thing about Rebel Moon, the connection is that there was going to be some games connected to it. They're working on that's in well, that universe. It was, decent. It was yeah. a terrible film. No cancer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was going to you, Joe, as a Zack Snyder fan. You love the Zack Snyder well, world. I, I, I love his work on Justice League. Right. But other than that, I think he needs to just, you know, take it easy because he's, he's giving him for a shock. I don't think it was crazy things it'll be. Right. It's new Rebel Moon. Oh. It's okay. going to flop. What? I it first. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, James, for that. <laughs> Prediction of poor Rebel. That's for, in, for in Zack Snyder's Christmas. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, but one thing I think, I think we can all agree on this, and if we don't, you can just leave now. Crimson, Crimson Desert. Yes. Oh, yes. my word. Mm. Oh, my word. Where did that come from? I, I didn't. I think I maybe we saw a little bit about this game before, but not in much detail. This, this mm. it just looked amazing. Um, Richard, what are you? What was your thoughts? Yeah, I, I was similar. It was like I'm sure I've come across this before, but it's like a single player open world RPG in the same universe as Black Desert Online, which I think is where I've I've come across it before. But yeah, this just looked brilliant. Um, I think the trailer was was a bit lengthy, um, but. Yeah, I was happy to see everything and everything getting chopped up. I mean, it's a repeatedly. weird. It's a weird mixture of like 
The Witcher. Or there's, there's, I mean, there's some like open world fishing stuff, but also a bit of Assassin's Creed. It reminded me of Paul. Did you think that? Well, do you know what? As soon as I saw the uh, fishing mini game, that was it. I was sold. <laughs> so yeah, you know, no further questions, Your Honour. <laughs> I think even James, you're gonna go this, aren't you? Oh, absolutely, especially given that it's by Korean developers. Yeah. And I was sold. I was even sold with the whole trying to settle down on the horse and tame it when it was getting, trying to throw you off. Yeah. But even the environmental stuff, like blowing up the watchtowers and and just knocking people back into other people, it just looks so, so much fun. Yeah. And yeah, I've, I've ran into that one. It's really interesting because we talked about this a while ago when the new when we were talking about the consoles coming out this generation about these big huge games. You know, this looks like another one of the kind of like lengthy, epic kind of like RPG. Yeah, it looks great. Really good. Really, really. We didn't get any date on this, did we? At all? No, nothing. No release date yet. No. Now I've got a note here by this next game, which is I put even this looks good, <laughs> and it's Payday Three. <laughs> No, 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 no. Have you made a mistake? Okay. You must have done. Did you put it against the wrong game? I thought. I think I was so amazed by Crimson Desert. I think, and it kind of feeded in the next game. No, you, you two, you're not convinced. Convince me why it doesn't look good, James. It, it just looked like another game I played recently called Crime City. It was like a car <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, I remember that game. In, yeah. And the exact mission that we played in Crime City is had a warehouse. The same layout, everything. I'm thinking, why? We don't need any more of these games. Enough is enough now. Stop messing about, people. Make (laughs) new games. There we go. That's from James. He's really harsh tonight, isn't he? Paul's not excited about this, nor is Richard. Uh, Well, it was iced tea. I mean, back in the day, iced tea used to be quite cool. Um, Now he's just (laughs) old and, yeah, he he shouldn't pretend to be a, uh, a gangster anymore because you know he's more likely to be getting his pension i'd have thought but yeah i wasn't i wasn't impressed um interestingly I... enough uh, uh body count feature in crime boss rocket city as well ah. so it's almost it's almost in like he knows time, yeah yeah it's almost oh. like he knows his, his niche market well, we're going to get to see this game September the 21st. I think it's on Game Pass, so we did say we're going to play it. We? We're playing it, yeah. Did I sign up for that deal, or was that a week I wasn't on? You were hoping. <laughs> that was when the Elite team was on. Yeah. Oh, right, cool, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're you guys re- on, the, on the lower league, yeah. You're reviewing it, Paul. Oh, okay. Shoot him up, Gareth, it's you. I'll tell you what, though. You better never, ever, ever give another game 4.5 ever in your life. People, Otherwise, there will be ruptions. People who haven't listened to the podcast before, Paul's very famous for giving 4.5. That's <laughs> I uh, am not famous. Uh, yes. I've given 4.5 to some games. I've also given 0.5 to some games, but I'm not famous for that, apparently. Yeah. Um, oh, good grief. Assassin's Creed Mirage, we know it's coming a week earlier. That had a, a really beautiful trailer for it. Um, yeah. We'll get to see more of that. We'll see what happens with that. I'm not Meh. 100% convinced by it, and I'm the biggest Assassin Creed person, but I want to be... It seems unnecessary. Yeah. We talked about it before. Does it feel like a bit held? Um, I want to be surprised by it. Hopefully it will surprise me. Um, but it's coming a week early, October the 8th. Thank God it's busy. Um, 
Right, who wants to talk about Tekken 8? Because I've got... Uh, it's not me. me. Go on, Paul. Talk about it. Uh, Tekken 8 is going to be awesome. Um, I played the um, closed sort of beta that they did not so long ago and really enjoyed it. The fighting action is... It's like an evolution of Seven, um, but it's a lot more... It's 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 a beautiful looking game. The animation and you know the damage that the characters take, everything else that, about it. It's just going to be a very very good fighting game, topped only by another one that we'll talk about in a little while. I think. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting tussle between the two. Um, but the, Tekken's not out till next year, is it? Yeah, January twenty 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 four. So. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be great. The bit I've played even this far out was very impressive. So uh, yeah, I think that'll be that'll be the one to turn you into a fighting game fan. I've done it. I've played it. I got to quarter final. I know you got you got the panda. <laughs> um, would you believe? Press, choose the panda and press some buttons. See yeah, what happens. Yeah. I think that was your tactic. I won my it? yeah. It worked well. Um, can you someone talk to me about Arcade Quest? What is that? What's all that about? I don't. I didn't understand any of that. It it's looked a, like it, yeah. Go on, sorry, Thomas. Sorry, Paul. It just looked like um, a little bit like Tekken's version of what Street Fighter Six have done recently with their very good. What I can't remember what it's called in that, but like their city, their city, and then you can go around fighting people. But but for some reason, Tekken Eight have done it with like a, a chibi style. Mm. Yeah, it looks fine. Yeah, it looks, okay. it looks yeah. fine. It's another single-player mode, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's supposed mm. to... Uh, it, I think what they were saying was it was supposed to uh, replicate the how we used to go and play games in the arcade back in my day. You know, and we used to put 50p on the edge of the machine and wait for our turn, so... Did you have arcades in? <laughs> they did, mate, but they were all black and white. Ah, that's good. Would you believe there's another Call of Duty game coming, Modern Warfare 3? Um, mm. I'm not going to talk much about this, but it's um, open-world zombies. Do you want to see open-world zombies? I don't understand that. James, you have any idea? So you know zombies are molding... Yeah. Well, basically the other <laughs> side of the crowd. Yeah. Basically, it's not zombies, but it's open-world. Ah, oh, lovely. Thank you, James. You oh, it's a good job you're here, James, isn't it? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So we've I'm got... excited for this one. Are you? Yeah. When you're talking about having the, you've still got your cinematic missions, you've got more, what was it called? Something called o- open combat open missions. Open combat missions, yeah. So you can take it easy, you can do stealth, and just go in guns blazing. I like the idea that there's a bit more freedom mm. having just following their media story all mm. the way. Mm. Um, I actually wanted to play this one, and I haven't wanted to play Call of Duty for years. Oh, okay. Um, I'm excited. Okay. Now I like my first play. I like my Call of Duty sort of a campaign, but I like being on sort of like on the on track in a sense. But yeah, I think it is. Mm. They've got to do something different. They're doing it. Um, I put in comments here, and I think it's the best rain effects I've ever seen. Mm. That was amazing because it was just the way it was blowing. It was like yeah, yeah, off the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Um, Nightingale. Um, which is this? I'm, I'm still really intrigued by this game, which is like a survival cop game. I don't know what it is. It's in different <laughs> portals. Do you know about this? Richard? 
I, I remember when it, when it first got announced, me and you really liked the look of it. So it had mm. that almost Victorian-esque look about it. Um, but then this latest trailer really put me off because all they showed was like a survival elements and then mm. um, building building these these elaborate houses and it and it almost reminded me of the game that me and you played and i cannot remember the name of it at all um but that was like an mmo rpg and oh, it was just yeah. people people had built houses everywhere and it was really quite boring yeah and i but it, this is what this is reminding me of it now and and i'm suddenly like aesthetically and the and the, the style that they've gone for looks brilliant, but I just a, a survival game doesn't really interest me so much. Mm. Hopefully, they might do something different with it. Um, Paul, James, you like the look of this? Uh, I thought it looked like a Gareth game, so oh. uh, no, I'm out. Oh, good, thank you. I thought it looked like a, a magical version of Ark. Um, you know, Ark yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but no um, dinosaurs. No, but even then. Even with dinosaurs, I won't be interested. It's too much hassle. You gotta do all this crafting, yeah. and somebody will come and kill you, and you're gonna lose it all, <laughs> and you'll get annoyed, and then you just delete the game. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, Tim, never play Rust. I'll write it down, hang on. I'll be trying that. Rust. Rust. It's coming to early access in February 2024, so. Um, we'll find out a bit more then but I think it's been it was meant to come out this year people was, well the early access was so people will be disappointed um, what happened to ARC 2 that was meant to be out this year wasn't it god anyway uh, development hell somewhere yeah um, my next note is how many Sonic games what is this one Richard what the what's this one is it do I know anything about this so there's two things here there's a Sonic um, co-op game talk about that uh, yeah, Sonic Superstars um, is like a four-player co-op Sonic game, but an old-style one. I think that'd be pretty good. Um, it might be the one that I sit down with Laura and be like, "Oh, look, it's co-op Sonic," and she'd be like, "Oh, let's let's give it a try." And then five minutes later, she's she's died and lost all her lives and <laughs> vows to never play it again. But we're going to spend um, five minutes later. We're divorced. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that one. I think that one looks pretty good. Like any any Sonic game that reverts back to the the original two D style um, is always going to be better received than the three D ones. Mm. And you've got some DLC for the the new one, haven't you? The what's it called? Sonic. Sonic Frontier. Well, yeah, dis- despite what I've just said, I-, I didn't actually mind this one too much. I thought it was, was an interesting evolution for, for a 3D Sonic game. Um, so th- this looks like it's going to follow on from the end of the-, the main story for that. So see what happens there. But yeah, that was that one was a, a pretty good 3D Sonic game. Okay, good. Um, more Sonic. God, this thing's been millions of them. Um, the first Descendant I've got written down here as a highlight thing. I can't remember anything about this game. Can anyone else remember anything about it? Mm, no. <laughs> no, I don't it know why. Right. It looked yeah. right. It good, didn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. A little shooter game. I don't... It's now lost. I can't oh. remember. Yeah. It did look good. It looked good. Yeah. yeah. If someone wants to tell us about First Descendant, please get in <laughs> uh, Um Send us a postcard. Yeah. 
Fort Solace, which is now out on PlayStation now. Um, and we saw um, fellow man, what's his name? Um, Troy, Troy Baker. Baker. Troy Baker. Troy Baker's done the. He's a, he's an old pro. He turned to the crowd and went, "You guys are wild," and they're not wild. They weren't <laughs> wild. He's just trying to. He's trying to do his thing to get the audience going because mm-hmm. they're a bit thing. I thought he's yeah. He's a, he's an old pro of just trying to do. The, he's done so many of these things. Um, this is. This looks good. Uh, game. Um, I don't think it's getting very good reviews because it's just out. Um, but on paper, the trailer it looked really. I thought this is one for me. Um, but we'll wait and see. It's, it, it, I couldn't remember this was coming out. I was quite shocked when they said it was out. Now, anyone else? Mm. Richard, you mm-hmm. like this? I like the look of it, but similar. So I was like, oh, it, what is out? Never, not really heard much about it. Yeah. Unless we haven't, it's just been lost in the every in the mix with everything else. Yeah. I don't know. I think some of these games could have come out in the summer. You know, we've had this kind of gap, and they're just going to get lost now. This is the problem. It's such a busy time at the moment. It's like, yeah. Um, Paul, do you like the look of this? Um, yeah, it looked all right. I mean, yeah. it's nothing. It's not on the radar. Basically, no. I don't know anything about it, no. but. Yeah, it, it looked nice enough, so yeah. uh, it'll be a, a wait-and-see one, I think. Yeah. Um, anyone played any of these kind of like snow, what are they called, snow builder? Snow runner. Snow runner. Yeah, those ones. There's a new game, Expeditions, um, in that thing where you're trying to basically get, get a big vehicle over some terrain for four hours. <laughs> I really like the look of this. Good, Richard. Go on, tell us about it. <laughs> Um, having not played any of the others I've always sort of been intrigued by them but this one looked very good and then the the fact that you had this drone um, and you could explore these these surroundings and maybe use use that to to check the terrain up ahead or whatever Um, yeah I'm I'm quietly looking forward to this one I think it could be um, I love love a driving game but I think this one offers something a little bit different and I'm intrigued to see a little bit more about it have you played any of these, Paul? These uh, I haven't. Um, oh. So yeah, I mean, I'm the same as Richard. I love a, a driving game, and then as we as we speak, I'm sort of planning in my head what I'm going to do for my Forza article tonight. So, um, but other than that, um, yeah, I mean, it, it looks it's it's not like a it's not like a Forza Horizon. It's it's more sort of. It looks more relaxed than that. It's just, you know, you drive and you try and get to where you're going. It doesn't, it's not about speed. It's about doing what you do, doing the precision sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Got to, mm-hmm. From what I've seen from the other ones, you have to um, look after your traction and make sure you don't get stuck in the mud and everything else. So, yeah, it looks like it might be quite interesting. James, a fun night out for you playing expeditions? I've got that. It looks like a very sure. <laughs> That's like a um, picture. <laughs> you know what I? You know what I? I'm fun doing it myself. I just get in a truck, learn how to drive, and just drive around countryside. You know what I, I thought? I thought just get out and walk. You're gonna go a lot faster. Then. Exactly. Yeah, Jesus. And, uh, not really and it'll reduce your carbon footprint. It would do. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, go green, guys. I'm not gonna. Get I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about the crew motorfest. Cause no, because it looks dreadful. <laughs> Why have they just copied Forza Horizon? Why have they just thought, oh, yeah, I'll do that? They might as well have called it Forza Horizon 5 and a half. Yeah. 
off four and a half really. Really. But no, it's got nothing. No, there's, just, there's just nothing invites you in with that game, I don't think. No, it doesn't. And they don't seem that convinced by it as well. Do you know what I mean? They don't seem that. They're not selling it. Really. That's, yeah. That's why they're giving out a five five hour free trial to yeah. try and convince people. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, trick, though, isn't it? Because surely you'll download the trial, and go, yeah, this is crap, and delete it and not buy the game. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, Richard can review that one. He loves the driving game. <laughs> he does. Um, Cyberpunk, Richard, DLC, I know these two haven't played the bloody first game yet. Um, no. Nope. Is Phantom Liberty, are you, are you excited about going back to that world? Yes, very. Um, I haven't touched it um, since this got announced, actually, because uh, reading about it and where I am in, in terms of the game and where this is going to be set into in, in the story and, and the the world and everything i'm in the perfect position so i'm i'm leaving it now until this this comes out along with the the 2.0 update where they're revamping a lot of things which um some of it you're, you're looking and you're like why wasn't this ever included like the the vehicle combat mm. felt like a bigger mission um so to have it finally in there is going to be exciting um yeah just looking forward to jumping back into that world yeah, I am as well, because I've not played it, because I reviewed us on the Xbox One version. Um, but I've not played it with all the upgrades, yeah. So I'm not playing the same right. so I'm looking forward to loading it up again, but we'll see, we'll see. Time, there's loads of stuff, it's too much, isn't there? Um, I'm just going to mention one thing. Ben Brode, the <laughs> hero of mine. <laughs> he was back, wasn't he? Oh God! <laughs> yes, he was. He was definitely back. Uh, what I loved about Ben Brode, Ben Brode was basically the guy behind Marvel Snap. He was one of the things that he was talking about. All it was, he was, they brought him over there to talk about Marvel Snap going onto Steam. But uh, what I loved about Ben Brode, Jeff looked quite scared. Or oh, there was a little bit of it in his head. He was looking, going, "Why have we got this guy back? Did you? Feel Did we not learn think... that lesson last year? Yeah." <laughs> Did you think it was another stage inversion? <laughs> Did he look really? Looking back at it, it looks really worried, especially with Ben Brode sort of doing his very really high energy. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a pint of what he's had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'll have a ba- I'll have a bag of what he's had. <laughs> uh, Maybe just a line. Yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no assumptions to poor Ben Brode. He's just full of life. Um, more to combat it's- one. We had um, a little bit more of a look at it. There was a kind of like little bit a trailer about the world and how that works. Um, it's a beautiful looking game, isn't it? Who wants yeah. to start with this? Um, Richard, have you been doing some beta stuff with it? I played the, the pre-order beta over the weekend for it, actually. Yeah. And funnily enough, uh, how there was all the, the discourse about Starfield's title screen. Hmm. Um the, the title screen for Mortal Kombat 1 is absolutely stunning. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to say that. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, similar to Tekken 8, the, the fighting games and how they look at them at the moment is just fantastic. Um, sadly, the, the pre-order beta didn't do much over the the technical one that, that Ali played a few months ago. It was only two extra characters, but other than that, it was identical. But yeah... Um, the fatalities are as mental as you would expect, um, and yeah, I like I like a Mortal Kombat game. I don't know what what goes on with the story, 
And even with this one being a, another soft reboot, even though they only had one a couple of games ago, I'm still very confused. But, uh, I don't really play a fighting game for the story. No, no. James, you you love a bit more comedy. I do, and I think the environment's look stunning yeah. in this one. And they put a lot of effort into the different maps and even the interactive parts that you saw in the trailer. It's like, I, I'm looking forward to trying them all out. Mm. You know, not just the characters, you know, the actual locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited. I love that on that. Not for you, is it, Paul? Oh, it, it absolutely <laughs> is right up my alley. Obviously, this is the this is the game I was alluding to when I was talking uh, about Tekken, um, and I was quite jelly that Richard got the uh, to play the beta <laughs> and everything. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, seeing all the characters come back, I think I reviewed the last one. I think I reviewed is it twelve or eleven or something. I get lost where uh, the story's gone. But the last, the last one I reviewed, the story in that, if you think this one's silly, then uh, it was all time travel and Liu Kang mm. was dead and then he wasn't dead. And yeah, so, but yeah, seeing everybody coming back and all looking groovy, it's going to be uh, interesting. I'm looking forward to trying these team up moves as well. They look pretty exciting. So yeah, uh, yeah especially if the fatalities are as good as Richard says. Um, it'll be one to play when the boy's in bed, obviously. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> um, good. More Combat 1 coming in September as well. Wow. Wow. Um, I'm just going to mention a, f- a couple more things very quickly. Aura History Untold has come to Game Pass in 2024. I want to mention it because it looked like a kind of strategy game like Humankind, which has just hit Xbox Game Pass and uh, Age of Empires. But there's something about this I like the look of. don't know why it appealed to me. I like the look of the way they did the map. Um. <laughs> That's the bit I always look for in a game. If the map's no good, forget it. I don't <laughs> play it. It reminded me of the Anno games, and I did yeah. the one uh, 1800 that came out on consoles earlier this year. Um, but yeah, that that and a little bit of SimCity, but then it's all turn-based, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think that one's only going to be PC, though, isn't it? Ah, uh, okay, fine, good. Until until it gets a console release a few years left right after. Afterwards. Yeah. Um, the other game was Thank Goodness You're Here. That gets a little mention for the for <laughs> little, little indie set in the north of England um, and has f- played a song, Lily the Pink, which I haven't heard for a long time. Um, <laughs> that did raise a smile for me, to yeah. be fair, while I was sat there listening to it. I was actually singing along going, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, James, I thought you should play this. This is this is all you. I mean, I, I was definitely perked up when I saw the uh, trailer. It was very silly, very slapstick, and very British. Yeah, very British. Which is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I read somewhere that some of the puzzles include cutting the grass. And breaking a pie. <laughs> I think you know this is my world. Um, that's um, I think that's coming out next year. Um, thank goodness you're here. And the last one of the of the of the opening night was Alan Wake Two, which we have seen a bit. So we saw um, a mixture of live action and the game as well in that, which which saw Alan Wake. I think for the first time we've seen him in a trailer. Is that right? Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really excited about this game. I think Darren is as well as on the podcast. Um, it's going to come out 
have been delayed a bit while to get cleared into October, the late October. Um, I don't think Paul likes it. James didn't like it. Richard, are you an Alan Wake fan? I've never played it. There you go. Um, but it does look brilliant. It does look very good. I'm really excited. It looks, about that. It looks bonkers, is what it looks. Yeah. You know, just watching that bit that we saw, it was just like, what on earth is going on here? So, yeah, uh, yeah it was a bit peculiar. Okay. Um, it's like he was in the red room. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what that is. Control. It has got that connection in that world. That's good. Um, brilliant. There you go. That's the opening night. But now. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You missed something. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the games that I've put down on my list of things I'm looking forward to, and you've skipped straight over it. Last Depot. Oh, my word. What was that one? You know, the, the, that was the one that a bunch of Diablo ARPG fans have put together, bringing oh. like the best of all the things together. Yeah. And it looked really, really good. And yeah. you've just gone, la, 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 I don't care about that. Yeah, I switched off. Um, I, I yeah, thought you meant well, Lords of the Fallen. Well, there's Lords of the Fallen as well. How <laughs> well, have you missed that one? Well, because it was, only, it, was a, it was only a story trailer for Lords of the Fallen. We've seen some gameplay stuff that's more interesting. There's nothing new from this one we saw. So, yeah. was, there, uh, was there any kind of audition process for the uh, MC role of this podcast? Oh. Yes. I'm going to go to the Hoyoverse. I've got a list. Yeah, I've got the Hoyoverse. I've got my name's James, Richard, in question marks. I thought we're not even going to do it. It's no. definitely James, I'd uh, say. No. Yeah. Uh, um, tell us about this um, game, the Epoch game. Well, I didn't even I've, put it on my list. I've just given you the, the no, synopsis, yeah. basically. So, uh, yeah, there you go. We, we'll look, we can move on, Your Honour. We'll, we'll look forward to that. Anything else from you two? <laughs> Such a liar. <laughs> can I add to that? <laughs> Sorry, James. Uh, can I add something to that one? Yeah. Yes, mate. Uh, I think the idea sounds fantastic. I thought it looked really, really boring. The gameplay. Um, yeah, Are you a fan of Diablo, though? Uh, yes, I am. But oh. it looked so boring. I think <laughs> it was so bland. The gameplay, the visuals, nothing sparked my mind. Uh-huh. I don't know. It looks like every other. Dungeon Crawler. Excellent. Okay. Glad we, glad we, brought, glad we brought up this game. Uh, that just rained on my chips. <laughs> yeah, that was in my highlights. <laughs> um, good. That's it, gentlemen. Thank you very much for the opening night. But we have, I got the chance last week uh, to talk about a game that's out at the moment. And I got to get to talk to uh, Jake, uh, one of the co creators of Kentucky Route Zero. And here it is. Hi, um, I'm here with Jake Elliott. Um, Jake, how are you doing? Doing great, thanks. How are you? I'm great, good. Can you introduce yourself, Jake, and, and who you are? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I'm a game designer, I guess now. I, I mean, my background is in, um, in making art, uh, software art, I would say. Um, but, you know, I've been making games since, uh, I don't know, 2008, 2009, something like that. And, and I work with a small studio called Cardboard Computer, which is... Uh, Right now, it's three people. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's always been three people, and and we met in art school in Chicago, and and now we make this sort of um, uh, story-driven adventure games. Kind of. um, and we're here to talk about Kentucky Route Zero, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, this is always the hardest question, but I wonder if you could do it. Have you got a have you got a good elevator pitch for this game? Or the way how you describe <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if it's if it would fit in an elevator, but it's um, it's. Uh, we call it a magical realist adventure game. So we're we're kind of drawing some inspiration from from the 
magical realist fiction, uh, you know, from the, yeah, anyway, the genre of fiction that's sort of about, um, about real world situations and, and people, but, but using, uh, kind of elements of the, uh, folklore or the fantastical to, to kind of like show, shed some light on the, the psych psychological reality or the, the spiritual reality of, of, of life. So, um, that's the, <laughs> that's the idea of magical realism, but anyway, um, uh, yeah, what, what else can I tell you about the game? It's it's a it's a story that's set here in Kentucky, where I live in the, in the United States, and it's set in um, in and around Mammoth Cave, which is this huge cave system that that we have here. It's the, as far as I know, it's like the largest cave system in the world, um, and it, it's uh, here in Kentucky, and uh, about forty five minutes from where I live. And in the game, there's people who live there in the in that cave. Uh, there's sort of um, uh, uh, there's a highway that runs underground through the cave and there's a river that, that you can travel along and, and you mostly um, travel this this highway and this river and, and meet people and, and talk to them. Most of the game is about having conversations with people or exploring these uh, sort of environments. Uh, that's that's my pretty rough <laughs> elevator pitch. It's very good. It's very good. Now, I've played the game. So I've played the game the last year and I love the game. I love it. And I Thank think... You. And I think it's so unlike anything else, and I always think this with any kind of like work that's unlike anything else. It's groundbreaking from completely different. Is it always tricky to try to describe that to sure. like a new gamer? Yeah, is, is, is it always tricky? Is it always tricky to describe? Yeah, when you have to describe. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It you know it is, and it, it but it's also as a game, it's sort of like um, it's sort of got one foot in in the history of of video games, you know, kind of rooted mm. in the history of video games. So there's a lot of stuff in Kentucky Road Zero that is kind of reflecting on um, point and click adventure games and and what those feel like to play. So that that part of it would feel pretty familiar. Um, and then also there's a um, you know the Mammoth Cave is is the the setting for what is possibly the first adventure game from 1976, which was a game called Colossal Cave Adventure. Um, it was a text adventure game, and so you know it's it's um, and and this game has has a lot of sort of uh, a lot of reflection on on that earlier game in it, and uh, so it's 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 kind of like it's it's an unusual in in some ways for a video game, but it's also like. Um, you know, really rooted in game history, like I said. So, yeah, um, might be f kind of familiar but strange. That's sort of the vibe that we're going for with it. That should be my uh, Tinder profile. <laughs> if I was thinking about it, um, it's so uh, it started with a Kickstarter campaign, um, which is which is a kind of really interesting because you were, were you is it fair to say you were kind of near the sort of early early beginnings of Kickstarter? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Before the uh, Double Fine one was was that that was the first one that I remember being like mm. a really big video game was the Double Fine Adventure, which uh, ended up being Broken Age. Um, and uh, so yeah, it was it was a it was early kick, early for Kickstarter, and we had we set our target you know fairly low compared to modern Kickstarter stuff. You know, it was uh, only a few thousand dollars uh, was our target, and we were just we just wanted to raise money in order to pay for the license for a game engine and and to um, pay for this band to record the soundtrack for us um and uh, once you know yeah but but the response was really good to the kickstarter and um uh kind of kept us going for for the you know a little while to develop the first sort of iteration of the game the first prototype and the kickstarter was like really useful for us too to 
to kind of focus our idea because we had to make this trailer. And so we, you know, we kind of like, it helped us kind of focus our thinking about um, what the game would look and feel like before actually, you know, it was kind of like a prototype, but it, it was just a just sort of trailer, like a tone prototype or something like that. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing, it's, an, it's that amazing journey of just thinking about you because it's a long process, isn't it? And it yeah, and, right. And, that was 2010, I think, 2011 wow. maybe. And you release the games in episodes, first of all, on 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 PC and Apple. Is that right? I think. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. We did one. Um, you know, they they sort of took us um, a year or two each to to finish these episodes. We did five of them, and then with the fifth episode, we also released the first console versions of the game. That was in 2020, um, and then. Uh, and that was for the Xbox One, I guess, and and the and the other um, consoles. And and now we've we've got this new version, which uh, which is available on the the new Xbox Series SX. Um, it's was it was it on the episodic front? Was it was yeah. it a nice thing to do? Did you have the sort of plan of all five acts in your head, or did you have the first act or the second act, and then you had time to kind of think, oh, it could go here? I'm just gonna. Yeah, yeah, kind of in between those two poles. So we had um, we had a sketch, like an outline of what the story was going to be from start to finish, and and so we had a, a specific ending in mind, which is is more or less the ending that you see in the game, uh, and that was really useful for us to be able to think about, like you know, kind of foreshadowing things and um, and and just yeah, have a sense of of where we were going. Um, and knowing that we were going to introduce particular characters later on, we could kind of tease them earlier on. Um, uh, but we didn't want to uh, basically just um, uh, we didn't you know want to adhere too closely to the plan that we had made in the beginning, uh, and and just be sort of like um, that approach might have been like we designed the whole game and then we were just doing homework for ten years. You know, we might have been kind of <laughs> difficult to get through. So it was important to keep things kind of open ended as far as. Um, you know, and like you said, to be able to um, sit and think between episodes and and think, oh, maybe we'll take this in a different direction, mm. having seen it play out. You know, that's that's really important, I think, to have the flexibility to respond to the work as it's evolving. Um, yeah, yeah that's, that's really valuable. And in mm. in terms of storytelling, because you know, for a game, I think storytelling is 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 brilliant. It's really brilliant, but really kind of like unusual in the way. Um, you, it, the structure of things and about who you're following and about set pieces. What influences did you have? Do you have? I would. I could think what maybe filmic influences I I thought. But what was your what was your influences maybe film wise first of all? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. For um, well, for film, a lot of the stuff that we talked about, um, you know, was we we were thinking about um, camera work a lot in the films that we were looking at. So some of um, the films by like um, Andrei Tarkovsky, for example, mm. who made the film um, Stalker, and uh, uh, you know, some of that uh, they have this really great camera work where it doesn't really seem to be like the camera is sort of locked on the characters. It sort of seems more like the camera fits into the environment. Uh, and the characters sort of walk through the the, the frame, um, and that that style was was really interesting, appealing to us, and um, and and the slowness of of a lot of uh, uh, film, you know, especially film from the '70s, had this um, uh, not all of it, but you know, a lot of it had this really great kind of slowness and patience, and and that was really appealing to us. Um, and for storytelling in film, I you know I 
we all really like the films of uh, Werner Herzog. Uh, mm-hmm. There's one in particular called Heart of Glass that that we all watched and talked about a lot. It has this kind of like um, uh, slow and meandering sort of storytelling to it. And then it also has this, he, he does this wonderful thing in a lot of his films that are um, where he, they'll have this sort of little coda at the end that that's, feels really unrelated, um, but, but you can kind of like piece together some kind of theme. It feels like a puzzle sometimes, you know, he's mm. like, why is he showing us this? And, and you have to really think about it, reflect on it. So that, that's something that we talked about and thought about a lot. Um, and then, you know, also we were looking at, um, uh, some film adaptations of stage plays, uh, because we, we were thinking a lot about, um, like 20th century, mostly American tragic theater, stuff like death of a salesman and, uh, and, and, you know, the way that they build sets is kind of, uh, stage theater sets. Like if you think about it, a theater set is really designed for actors to move around through and, and, and do what they need to do, you know? So they're very, they're very visual, but they're also very functional. And, uh, this seems to be a connection there with level design and video games, you know, that are also designed for people to move through and, and do things. Mm. Um, so yeah, we were one, one of film, uh, that was, that we looked at was the, um, film adaptation of Death of a Salesman from the 1980s that has Dustin Hoffman in it, um, and it's it's just a really beautiful um, uh, keeps the the stage set feel alive. Like the characters kind of walk through walls and things like that. That you know things that they do normally on on a stage that that's kind of less common on a, in a film. You know, mm. um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Um, also, the big um, it's it's such a game full of surprises. It's it's you know with form with the characters themes you know. And maybe about what actually playing the video game is. Did you did you have a sort of a, a mission about how you wanted to make a person or an audience how they think about how they play video games or change that relationship? Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, I think it's just like um, as a general artistic strategy. You know, it's just like we always want, kind of want people to. We always kind of want to do what I would call deconstruction of the, of the, you know, the form. So like asking what are the assumptions uh, that, that a player has, or, you know, or a viewer has uh, when they encounter this form and how can we kind of like um, com- make it, you know, kind of complicate some of those assumptions. So like, for example, when you make, you're, you're making cho- dialogue choices in this game and there's a lot of games, particularly like point and click adventure games that have these kind of like dialogue puzzles in it where you, you have to choose what the character says, right? And that's, you know, that's, there's a lot of that in, in Kentucky Road Zero. And usually um, in a game, you're usually trying to achieve some kind of specific goal and you're, you're being strategic about what dialogue choices you make in order to cause some effect. And, and maybe you're using a clue that you gained and that, that makes you think, okay, now I know what is the right choice in this, in this conversation. Mm. Um, and in Kentucky Route Zero, though, there's really no wrong choices in any of the conversations. And some of the things that appear to be puzzles um, are not puzzles there. Like, for example, there's a moment where you're asked to figure out the password to the computer and, and you can kind of make these weird guesses and they're all correct. You know, there, there's no... It's not that you have to solve the puzzle of what the password is. It's, it's, um, it's just a little space for the player to compose a little small poem, you know. Mm. So, and and yeah, that's again, it kind of, um, it's it's this idea of the familiar but strange uh, that I mentioned earlier. That's like, it that we wanted the game to, you know, feel inviting, like you're using the same kind of interface that you're used to. Um, but then it, it should, it sh- what it should give back to you should be surprising, as you said, and, and kind of like, yeah, make you reflect a little bit about what you're doing. And 
uh, and hopefully hopefully that that bleeds into next time you're playing a, another game you kind of might reflect differently on on the dialogue choices you're making and what it is that you're doing there or, or yeah. maybe not yeah absolutely <laughs> i i could talk to you about certain bits of the game but i don't want to spoil anything for anyone so i'm not going to do that um let's talk about the music um how did your is it was it is it ben babbitt who's your other collaborator with, with them is that right that's right, yeah. Um, how did that relationship come about? And music's a really important part of this, of course, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, he. so uh, I, we, the three of us all went to the same um, art school in Chicago, the, the Art Institute of Chicago, and, and that's where I met Ben. And um, he, I, Tomas and I had, uh, Tomas is the, the other guy who, who worked on the game, so it's yeah, me and uh, Tomas Kamensi and Ben Babbitt. Um, Tomas and I had just kind of like, developed the initial idea for this game and we we were thinking the music should be a mix of of um kind of folk and bluegrass music which is the sort of like um the uh the music that's from here in kentucky and uh a mix of that with with some kind of like synthesizers and ambient music and 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 we kind of wanted it yeah just to have those two sort of um you could think of them as as uh uh, conflicting but you know those two kind of like very different uh kinds of sounds in it and and yeah i just knew i from knowing ben from school i knew that he made both of these kinds of music he he worked with um he, he did some work with will oldham who's a, a musician from kentucky who who does this kind of really interesting folk music and and he did all this um ben had done all this experimental electronic music so we asked um ben to to put together a band um, and and record some <clears throat> some of these old folk songs and hymns uh, and then to kind of like try to make um, synthesizer based like interpretations of those same themes and he, he made an album worth of music for us and and we kind of took that um, <clears throat> and and went and we made the first episode of the game and uh, took us about two years to do that and we didn't really talk to Ben very much during that process so he thought the game had basically been canceled at that point we came back to him later and said no we finished it uh and then uh we found but we found that you know he made us this like i don't know 70 minutes worth of music um and we were thinking that would be enough for the whole game and we came back to him at the end of act one and said we we used all your music we need some more so so that was um uh yeah so that that was the beginning of that relationship and then uh he started doing all the sound design for us also uh from from then on uh and and so yeah the, the whole game is it's 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 the studio is just the three of us uh and and you know one third of the studio is like music and sound design so it's i think it's kind of a uh a cool uh way to have that you know i think i i, I enjoy having that as like part of the uh foundation of the studio that like music and sound are 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 always kind of go in there really early on and, and going to be um, core parts of whatever we work on. It's a really interesting thing because, as I said, it's such an important thing and it's one of the, you have it in the Spotify soundtrack of like, I, I've got it on the <laughs> list of those tracks. Um, but have you ever, have you ever done a live event like a lot of people do with kind of games of the, of the music was that ever been talked about? No, I would love to do that though, <clears throat> especially with them. Um, there's the character uh, Junebug later in the game is this like robot pop musician. Um, mm. She shows a pathway through the game, and and uh, Ben made a whole album of her songs that you know one of them appears or I guess two of them appear in the game, but he made a full album sort of as that character. Um, and uh, I would love to see like a live version of that. It would be really fun. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be great. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Um, can I just talk about, um, I won't be that long, but interludes, the interludes between the acts. So you've got the, 
the five acts, but you've got these interludes um, that happen before we go into the uh, acts. Talk to us about that. Where did that idea come from? Yeah, so when we finished Act One and some players were having trouble, this was in, you know, I think 2011 or something. Uh, or what, no, I guess it was 2013, I think, was when we first released Act One. I can't remember the dates. Anyway, the. Um, when we first released Act One, we had some people were having trouble like getting the game to um, display correctly because their graphics card had the wrong driver or something like that. Uh, but it was really it's so hard to troubleshoot that stuff over email because mm. you have to people have to like kind of describe what they're seeing to you and you have to kind of like understand is that correct or not. Uh, so anyway, we made this little demo that uh, it was like a little art gallery and the different artworks in the gallery um, used different features of the graphics card that that were problematic. So somebody could run this demo and, and browse the artworks in the gallery. And if one of them wasn't displaying, they would know that they uh, had a problem and they needed to get a new graphics card or something. Um, so that was the first interlude. And, and then it was it, we just because it was the thing we were making, we sort of tied it into the story of the rest of the game and used it to introduce a character who was going to, to come up later in the game. Uh, and it was just a fun thing to do. And it was a nice uh, kind of way to break the, uh, break the flow a little bit for us. So we just kept on doing it. And in between each episode that we would release, we would publish one of these small free games that was sort of connected to the story, but had a really different form and kind of came at some of the ideas from a different angle. So, you know, later on, one of them was a it's a play and, and you're sort of observing the play as an actor on stage who has no lines and is just watching the other characters deliver their lines and. Um, another one later on is this telephone that uh, telephone number that you can call and get a sort of like touch tone menu um, and and uh, get some kind of weird tourism information about the caves of Kentucky. Um, so they were, yeah, these, they became these kind of like fun experimental um, sort of like side little EPs between the albums or something like that. Yeah, they're fantastic. I really like, you know, and also you. your influences from art of course the gallery bit and theater as well it's in there it's really okay. so, right, so, right. Yeah, great. um can i i'm just going to ask two more questions we'd really like to finish yeah. off um in the new xbox series x s version of the game is there what have we got anything anything new is it that upgraded what's what's in that version yeah the one so there are a few big upgrades in this version and um one of them is this new user interface that we call modern mode and uh it's basically like a an interface that we started when we we made a mobile version of the game um last year and and we we started redesigning the interface for for mobile there and while we were doing that we kind of came up with this new like um uh, interface language and framework that that was really flexible, a lot more flexible. We could display the text at a much higher resolution and uh, things like that, and make it like a lot more readable. So we wanted to bring that to um, other platforms, uh, and that was part of this this project in upgrading the game for the Series XS is is um, having this new user interface module. And you can still access the old version of the game while you're playing. You can kind of switch back and forth. Um, another thing that that it does is um, <clears throat> the originally we designed the game for uh, lower resolutions. That, that was all that was really available. Started working again, and and we kind of because the art was all designed for these lower resolutions, we kind of really stuck to that. And so when you would play the Xbox One version of the game, if you even if you had a 4K television or whatever 2K television, it would it would basically just upscale. Um, you know everything, uh, n not using the smoothing or anything, but just kind of like doubling all the pixels to make it keep it really chunky because that's what it was designed for. So this new version um, kind of uncaps the resolution and it can run at 
arbitrarily high resolutions. Um, and so we had to make a lot of changes to the interface in order to support that. So it's, it's in that way, it's um, kind of a different, uh, it's a, you know, a chance to kind of take another look at the, at the game and if mm. you've played it already and, uh, and, and see it in a bit more detail. There's also like a zoom feature that's really nice now that there's like a lot more resolution in the scenes. You can hold the trigger and, and kind of zoom into anything on the scene and in the scene and look at it. Um, we also added a bunch of new translations and, and did a bunch of um, uh, QA on the existing translations and, and just fixed a lot of bugs and stuff like that. Great, great, yeah. great. We're looking forward to playing it again. Um, Thanks. What's next for you? Can you say anything about what you're working on next? Yeah, yeah, we're we're working on a new game uh, and, you know, it's uh, we're working on it with Annapurna again. Um, it's I, I I guess I I can't get too deep into no, it yet because it's it's still so sort of yeah it's still so kind of like whoops uh, kind of in early, it's early stages but I'll say that it, it is a uh, whereas Kentucky Road Zero we were approaching it as a tragedy uh, and this one is a comedy that's that's kind of our <laughs> point of departure so <laughs> great great uh, Jake thank you so much and uh, when is Kentucky is that, is when is it out it's um, out now it's yeah, out now yesterday. so yeah. yeah highly recommend go and grab a uh, Kentucky Route Zero on the Series X. Thank you, Jake. And Thank uh, you. have a lovely day. See you soon. All right. Thanks, Gareth. Um, <laughs> now, let's just, before we go, let's just talk about, um, Richard wanted to do this. I think it's a nice idea. He's talking about um, what we think in 2024 from this, what Xbox first party games we're expecting. Is that right, Richard? Have I said this right? Yeah. So Phil Spencer yesterday said that, look, Starfield's going to be the start of it all now. They're expecting for at least four first party games a year so it got me thinking what are the four going to be for 2024 mm. well i don't know if you george did you want me to start, to you start, start please, Richard, please. <laughs> okay. yeah it's your stupid um, idea you start <laughs> so i i was thinking um hellblade 2 yeah avowed yeah um fable towards the end of next year and a mystery title. They would be my predictions at the moment, with what with what we know anyway. Okay, good. Uh, what have you got, Paul? Um, <laughs> nothing. Um, <laughs> the only thing I can hope is that there'll be a Forza Horizon Six. I'm guessing. Um, so yes, that's what I would like to see. And I mean, I've got literally no idea what's coming out, but. Yeah, I'll I want play, to see that. Are Playground still doing Forza Horizon, or have they, are they just completely on a different path now? Is someone else doing that? Do we know? I, I can't imagine the Playground would give it up. They've been on board since the first one, haven't they? I mean, I know yeah. they're doing Fable as well, but I imagine they'd have more than one team. Yeah, but is it? But there's been no... But that was their thing, wasn't it, Playground, before? That was their, that was their that, focus. They were the Forza guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just... The, the, um, but I mean, there's there's new content for Forza Horizon Five every single week, so yeah, I mean, it might somebody's doing it. Someone loves so, it. So yeah. yeah, someone loves it, and that's me. Okay, good. Um, so what did you say? What was your one Forza new Forza Horizon? Game? I, I want Forza Horizon uh, right, Six, good. please. Good, um, James. What are your four? Oh, I <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> the preparation. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, you, you, you just suddenly pipe up and go, let's talk about this. 
with about I gave 20 minutes. Warning. I gave him fair warning. When I I was in the middle of a full-blown crisis at work. I didn't have time to mess about looking at games. Then so. sent plenty of gifts, though, didn't you? Well, you know, there's always time for gifts. <laughs> Motor, motorways and memes, that's me. Half one. Half one I sent it. Yeah, too late. But, what do you, what do you yeah. what do you think, James? Tell us. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Horizon James. Six. <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's uh, that's a good call. Yeah. What was your other one? Um, what about Avowed? Good. good. Yeah, Avowed. Yeah, I think that, that I think that one'll come as well. A flight sim game. Is there a new flight sim game coming out? Gear Seven. There you go. That's a good one. Whoa, Thank you, Jay. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, we're not, yeah, we're not having Gears Six then. No, yeah, no good. I like no, it. They, they're doing away with conventional systems. Okay. Oh, right. Straight to seven. So, so like good. Fallout Seventy Six. Straight to Gears Seven. Good. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. interesting. There's like seven main characters, yeah. and you play each of them separately. <laughs> It sounds like you've got inside knowledge here. Have they been approaching you for the story? I can't say what my is called Marcus. <laughs> and then he's Carl. I can't say any more, is it? Good. I think Marcus must be 83 by the time this comes out, then, yeah. is he? This story's a bit of a walking sim. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like Gareth going to work in the morning. <laughs> um, very good, Richard. Thank you for that. I have cut all this, by the way, but it's not in the actual podcast. <laughs> but it's, it's it was very good. Uh, just you next week, isn't it, Richard? Thank God, this is good. I've got you. Well, uh, just you Richard know. next week, is it? Uh, uh, so, say it again, Paul. Was it? It's just Richard next week. You say? Yeah, and one other special. Oh, yeah. awesome. um, we did a special thing this week. I don't know if I can say it yet. Can we, Richard? Are we allowed to say what we're doing? Yeah. Next week? Can we yeah, say? Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing a Starfield special next week. Richard's had hands on time with it, and so has someone else. I'm not saying yet. And um, so we'll be doing just talking about that next week for the Starfield special. So we'll get some thoughts and ideas, and I can ask some questions. Um, good. I'm desperate to talk about oh, it. Good. There we go. Um, let's um, see what we're looking forward to next week before we go. James, what are you looking forward to? Well, I was looking forward to the podcast not anymore. <laughs> When I can't, yeah. I can't have all three of us or four of us on there going, "What's going on? The What's Xbox this game about?" Unofficial podcast, yeah. Xbox yeah. Club, unofficial one. <laughs> Especially if you two go, I've got no, I've got no further questions after after five <laughs> minutes. It's going to be a little pointless. It doesn't sound like It doesn't sound like that. Um, Good. You must be looking somewhere else, James. What are you looking forward to? We're well, gonna... I was supposed to go. I was supposed to go to wrestling in London that weekend, oh, no. and the trains have been cancelled, so I'm not going now. Oh. That's what I was looking forward to. Are they on strike um, again? Yeah. Oh. I went to wrestling on Tuesday in Manchester, so that was good fun. Good. And we're going to play Try and Five. We are. I know it's going to be a, a bit of a challenge to get you through that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to you carrying me for this. This is good. <laughs> okay, every other game. <laughs> yeah, good. I like it. Um, Paul, what are you looking forward to? Um, I am looking forward to listening to Richard Wax lyrical about Starfield. Great. Um, I hope that other bloke, that old fella from London, don't turn up and start piping up. But other than that, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going fishing at the weekend. Going to the chippy in ten minutes when I finish talking to you guys. 
So, yeah, so everything is coming up gravy. Good. Um, and Richard, what are you looking forward to next week? Uh, it's bank holiday and Laura's away, busy doing stuff for the most of it. So I am going to be hammering gaming. Oh, I don't oh. know what you were saying, Richard. Was that a bit of a pause? There was a bit of a pause there. Yeah, there was. Uh, um, Can I mention something just before you carry on? Yeah. Um, I'll I'll get killed if I don't. Um, it is my twentieth wedding anniversary on Wednesday, so uh, all I'll say is to your wife. I'd, yeah, I'd, all I'll say is I'd have been out by now. So uh, anyway, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's good that you're not doing the podcast then, Paul, because you had a well, your wedding absolutely. anniversary. I mean, yeah. yeah, I can't imagine that you'd be that concerned, but yeah. So there you go. Well, so hang, you can... hang on. Does does she know that you've got? Does she know that it's our anniversary? And uh, you've you're married to from software now. Um well, yeah. I I I'd break that to her gently. I'll break it to her yeah, over dinner maybe. Um (laughs) but the boy's very excited because he loves from software as well. So uh, he's he's quite looking forward to getting stuck into it. So uh, brilliant. There you go. Thank you, Paul. Um if we need to find you, where do we need to find you, uh James? Um, I'm on Twitter on X as you want to call it now and Instagram at OKGKO and Paul where can we find you? I am also on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it and Thread and Instagram as well but there's still no pictures Good. and I am at Xbox Hub Paul brilliant and Richard where can we find you? I'm on X Twitter Instagram Threads not on Blue Sky, not on Mastodon, not got invited to those ones yet. <laughs> Good. Um, my handle is at Dubbot1912. Brilliant. And you can find me at GB Brady and all those things, I think. But for now, gentlemen, thank you very much. Um, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You had found all the notes of the show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at The Xbox Hub and search for The Xbox Hub on Facebook.